Welcome to the Air Combat Simulation Podcast, brought to you by DVR Productions. Together with content creators, mission builders, experts, and enthusiasts, we explore the comprehensive world of combat aircraft simulation. With this part about um, let's call it DCS development, I'll put a bunch of questions together. So, uh, one is I think it's interesting how do you choose the future modules? And have you, as a second question, have you ever thought about adding aircraft that didn't see the widespread or even any service like F 20 Tiger Shark or something like that? Um, so, the as far as new modules, it's a lot of it is uh, um, it's user input, what users want to see, but it also comes down to availability of of documentation of information, um, and how how well we think it's going to sell. I mean, how well is a tiger shark going to sell? How well is an arrow going to sell? How much information is out there? How many? Uh, subject matter experts are still available to talk about it. Um, how much information is available to make that module? Uh, so it has to be a balance of, can we do it? Do we have enough information to do it? Is it going to sell? Um, and, uh, you know, again, private contracts will come into that as well. You know, the, the Yak-52 was born from private um, this is not something that we would have looked at doing normally, but uh, we did it, and they made it available anyway, so it's there. Um, so it, it's just all those things combined, and then uh, uh, we pick the best, the best bet, you know, and 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 what's going to you know push DCS forward. Um, what we're you know what we're limited to. And what about the maps? This question, which will be the next payware map from ED or third party? I cannot answer that. I I don't know that it's been talked about yet. Um, I know that we're still working on polishing up uh, the channel map. Um, uh, we've got the free map coming up that's still, uh, we just entered into uh, internal testing on that. So I think the focus right now is on those two. I am sure that there's plans in there for uh, future maps. I just don't know them yet, and uh, I'm not sure where we're going next. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, well, we have some module-specific questions. So we can be, again, we can go quickly through them, I hope. Yeah. Uh, some questions about F-18. So... Uh, yeah, will the Hornet ever be able to carry through max amount of chaff? I believe that's been addressed, and I believe that's yes. I believe that's going to be changed. Um, I don't have a timeline on that, but I know that that's something that that been kicked around the forums for a long time, and I don't know what uh, the reasoning behind not having it fixed yet. I don't know uh, uh, if they needed to confirm the information, but... As far as I know, that's going to increase. 
Cool. And will we see the F-18 out of early access with 2.7? That is the plan. Um, it'll go into product sustainment, so it doesn't mean it's done development, but it will it will probably uh, swap roles with the Viper, and the Viper will probably start seeing more action and updates like the F-18 does now. Um, I know there's some big features coming for the Hornet that I think they're trying to get out. And I know that Matt's been doing some videos, so I think that they're trying to get those out with 2.7. I mean, everything's uh, subject to change, right? So yep. um, the plan is to do that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the plan right now to get it out of early access and, and into uh, sustainment. So. Okay. Um, and what about supercarrier? Because there was also quite a few things promised with the ready room and uh, all the handlers that Matt mentioned. Uh, any timeline for that? Um, I don't have a timeline. I know that I see updates on those all the time uh, internally. Uh, the stuff that they're planning on doing with the ready room and that are kind of new to DCS. So they're, they're going to take some time. Um, the interaction with the ready room and things like that, it's its not just going to be a 3D model that you sit in. I think there's going to be some some cool stuff in there. So I think it's just taking time. And again, it's a its a new, like like the supercarrier uh, in general, it's, it's something new to DCS and it's just taking time to get there. But uh, I'm hoping we'll have an update soon. I think we have one planned in the next couple of newsletters. So hopefully we'll see some more information on that. I have a, I have a random question for you sure. um, on the the whole new to DCS thing. Um, this this has always been a question I've I've never asked and I I always wanted to. Um, do you guys have plans at all to add like uh, like hand animations that you would normally see pilots use to each other while in formation rather than having voice comms? I think because we're doing the you've seen the the videos on the new character animation and things like that, right? Uh, especially with the super just the super carrier. Yeah, I know that we have new ways of capturing animation, and I know we're trying to improve things like uh, infantry and stuff like that. So I don't know that I've heard specific uh, plans, but I would think that yeah, if that's something that's popular with the community. Um, and I mean, it's, it's known to be used even World War II. I think they used hand gestures too, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that that would be really cool to get done and, and what, sorry, go ahead. We'll get a, we'll get a, we'll get a petition going yeah. so we can move to the top. Do it. I mean, <laughs> if there's anything wish list and you guys really want it and you think it's a big in the community, get it, make noise and make sure I see it. And I will, if it's big enough. I mean, if it's three people's jabber and his two aliases making the content, then then I no, you know it will be. Yeah. I, I can do at least twelve. Yeah. So aliases, right, jabbers. Yeah, <laughs> but but if there's a big demand for it, I will pass it along to Nick. I will pass it along to the team, and I'll say, look, guys, want this because there's something we can do. Um, right. You will not probably be allowed to flip the bird at everybody in multiplayer, but uh -huh. uh, we could probably get well, we could probably get something going. So. Easter eggs are always good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the next question, I guess, would be, uh, why is the Hind going to have a P version with a fixed cannon instead of the uh, more enjoyable gimbal turret, as they put it? Yeah. Um, enjoyable, more enjoyable is always a personal preference. Uh, yeah. Uh, first, I think part of it is that the, the gimbal turret is a little bit newer and a little bit more... Uh, 
off limits for us. Um, but the more enjoyable, I you know, I'll take issue with that because what's more enjoyable, dropping a dumb bomb on target and getting a hit, or punching in some coordinates and getting a hit? I mean, someone's enjoyable might be different than someone else's, and to target something with the cannon in the P version takes a lot more skill and a lot more effort and honestly I think is in the end more enjoyable. Now the gimbal current would be cool and I can understand why that's cool. But I think there's, you know, uh bigger reasons outside of of uh enjoyability that we can't do it. But I think that people will really enjoy um sitting in the hind cockpit targeting things with that that fixed cannon. I think, I think uh, uh, a lot of people will have a lot of fun with that for sure. Oh, definitely. I'm looking forward very much to the hind. Um, mm-hmm. Let me out throw you three. I mean, there's three questions about possible future models. So I just throw the names mm-hmm. there. One is tornado surprise. The other one is Rafala mm-hmm. version F2. And the third one mm-hmm. is Mr. Schmidt 262. Yeah. So, uh, Tornado, uh, yeah, everyone wants that. Is that a good answer? <laughs> I think the tornado one was tornado yeah. when with three question marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh, well, actually, I was talking about Nick, and I said because uh, they said it was thirty percent of the Earth population want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When, we, when we get when we get the user base to be thirty percent of the Earth population. Then we'll do the tornado. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> you guys started at twenty five percent. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Um, I know that it's popular, and I know that uh, that people want it. I just don't know what the availability of data is on it. You know, a lot of times we want to do it, but um, the company that makes it or the government that owns it do not want us to do it. So it's. It's hard to say. I mean, we know that it's a popular, same with Raphael. Uh, I mean, the French want us to do it. The French government, maybe not so much. Um, so it's, you know, it's uh, it's tough to say. We know that they're popular and we know that people want it. And if it's something that we can do down the road, then yeah, we, we could do it. Um, so a big fat maybe, right? Mm. Um, the, 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 the 262... Would be really cool. I mean, the the two six two is like the grandfather of jets. Like it's the grandpa of the the MiG fifteen and the uh, the the F eighty six. Like it's it would be cool to fly the very first jet. Um, I don't know if it'll be a lot of fun to have it modeled accurately because they had a lot of engine problems and they got shot down a lot when they're gliding back to base on no fuel. So I don't know how much fun the 262 would be. And I would ask anyone that wanted the 262, would you trade the 262 for the Hellcat? One of Nick Gray's most favorite aircraft, one of the highest uh, highest uh, kill ratio aircraft in World War II and really pretty looking in the Pacific. Who would rather have that over the 262? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say, right? I mean, the, I don't know that the 262 would be as popular as people would think it would be. It certainly wouldn't be as good as people have seen it in older games, I think. So, um, 
Does that mean we're getting a Hellcat? Nick really loves the Hellcat, <laughs> and Nick owns the company, so... <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he even told me when we were going over these questions. I really like the Hellcat. And I said okay. <laughs> when I said, you know, do you think we'll do the two six two? I really like the Hellcat. So I mean, you know, there's there's so many interesting planes to do in World War Two. Again, like I said, I would love to have the experience of flying the two six two in all its glory or lack of glory that it had during World War Two. But then again, I'd like to be dancing with zeros with a Hellcat as well. So it's, it's tough to say. So, so I mean, the 262 has, you know, it's kind of one of those things where we almost have to do it, um, but I don't know when and where it will show up. So, Well, just uh, when you look at, and maybe you can't answer this question, um, when you start looking at data to try to justify or make a business justification for a particular um, aircraft. Now, obviously, uh, Nick owns a company and if he likes the Hellcat, which and it's fantastic. What other data points do you guys look at besides, you know, is it certainly there's probably a community vector that you look at? There other oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, we, we have to look at what users want and what, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a guessing game because the most vocal players, Jabbers, uh, the most vocal players will make themselves heard the the most, right? Uh, not the most. I'm up there. I'm not the well, most. Oh, you know, top three or so. Um, I think I think my platform makes me loud. That's there you go. Okay. Uh, no, so, you know, the, the, you have to kind of separate the noise from what people really want because there's a lot of people that don't say anything. Right. There's a lot of people that don't talk. They speak with their wallets. They yep. buy what they really like. So you have to look at that. You know, do you does the 262 really have a chance and will it be more popular than something like the Hellcat or something else? Um, so yeah, we, we look at all aspects of that. We don't want to make a module that's going to be a stinker. Uh, not to the two, not that I think the 262 would be a stinker, but um, is there other areas like, should we hold off on the 262 and explore the Pacific more, especially because we're going to have a, a Pacific world War two map. Um, so it's always uh, looking at what's the best approach and where we should go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a guessing game. I think we've done pretty good so far. I don't think we've released too many aircraft that people are like, why? Um, so we want to keep that keep that going. And while we're talking about World War Two, it's also a question about Mosquito FB Mark Six. Mm-hmm. Should we expect the mosquito to be released after 2.7 drops? The mosquito and and uh, anyone listening that are my bosses, uh, Nick told me that I was allowed to say this, but Nick recently just tossed out the entire external model for the mosquito. Um, he didn't feel it was good enough. He wanted them to start from scratch. So we have started the, the external model from scratch. It's in progress. It's already in the initial phases, so I don't think it'll be too much of a delay, but it will it will push it back slightly because uh, you know he wasn't happy with the model and wanted it to, to be redone. Uh, so yeah, it's coming. It will technically be after two seven drops, but it won't be like right after two seven drops. Um, how that'll balance out between uh, the hind and other releases, I don't know. 
Um, it might push the hind in front of it. Um, I, I can't say right now. Depends on how long this model takes to, to get polished up. And has there any, been any talk about my favorite aircraft from the World War II, which is P-38? Um, the P-38 gets brought up a lot, but I haven't heard of any plans um, because the Hellcat is Nick's favorite. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I know the P-38 is popular among users. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't count it out, but I don't know of any plans right now. All right. And the last question would be coming back to more modern times. Uh, any progress or to share about the MiG-29 uh, Alpha? I don't have uh, any real updates. I know that it's coming and that uh, we have a lot of people that have experience with it. Nick's flown the MiG-29A. Uh, uh, we have a lead developer that's over our modern stuff who was a MiG-29 pilot. Um, so that's a really, uh, it's another one that's high up on the team's uh, excitement for doing. So um, I don't have a lot of progress report on it, but yeah, it's it's coming. It's just, I don't have anything new and exciting to talk about, so. Roger. And now I'd like to move to another part, which is not long, but that's something I've been asking myself many times uh, about the skins or user-made content. So there's mm -hmm. lots of user-made mods that are it's skins, also vehicles, models, uh, and that are sometimes missing from the game. And do you track those? And what's the policy about making those part of the official uh, DCS? Like I think the French back mode was added like that. Yeah. Uh, are you looking into that as a, potential source of good quality models that you could just grab and take into the game. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that we're, we're weighing out. Um, models are tough because you can make a good model, um, but it's getting into the game and, and up to our standards and, and et cetera. Now the French pack is already in game and stuff. So that might be something that would be more realistic. We do add content from users from time to time. I mean, the biggest one recently was the Desert Skins pack that someone had done. We added that. Um, we try to add, we try to have competitions for skins, or we just in general add skins uh, when we can. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I personally would love to see some of these uh, user mods get added. Because even if they're not, you know, 100% perfect, they, they, add, they add more to the game and they add... Uh, uh, things that we might not get to as fast, even if they're uh, you know uh, uh, you know temporary, till we can get to it. I mean, a lot of, and, and a lot of them are, are just great as well. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to see more mods, a better mod system to be able to implement mods and and get them into the game for sure. Yeah, I think it might be the same tactics as you have with the beta testing. So if people testing a game for you, we also. Mm -hmm. Count on them to to bring some new good content. Um, yeah, for sure. I have to ask something. I always am asking. So, any plans to add the uh, ejected pilot as a unit into the game? Oh, I've requested that. That's one of my. I would love. I want. Now, this is just my wants. I have requested it. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. But I want uh, the unit to land and be. Uh, able to control by that pilot. I want a sidearm. 
I want a dinghy for in the water. I want lots of stuff. But yeah, I would love to see. Uh, I mean, it would have lots of you know rescue missions, things like that. Uh, it, w- it would be awesome to be able to to run around as the pilot after you bailed out for sure. I would love to see it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we have two more uh, groups. Which one is community management? Maybe let's leave it for the end. And then the other group mm-hmm. is other. It's very broad. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just looking at it. Um, yeah, I think there's a question about the combined arms, and you've done the campaign for it. Uh, and obviously, there's quite a lot of things that can be updated for combined arms. Uh, yes. The question is, do we have to wait for a third party to issue a contract for an improved combined arms module to get any features for it? Or is there any work going behind the scenes now on, on the whole thing? Yeah, so World War II and combined arms are... My, I love, I love those two aspects, and I would love to see them completely pushed, you know, beyond where they are now. Uh, no, we don't have to wait for a third party to be contracted. It would be awesome if a third party came on and said, you know, we want to take combined arms and and blow it up. Uh, but no, it, it we will, and we we see minor stuff here and there. Uh, I have some some big things I'd like to see added to it. But yeah, for sure, it's it's something that we want to get back to. It's just, you know, it's a matter of manpower and, and hours in the day to get there. Um, but we do try to, uh, to make improvements when we can. Uh, I see that they asked about uh, infantry, how it reacts. We're trying to, we're working on infantry animation and, and maybe hoping to get that a little bit better. And, and maybe get firefights to look a little bit better. So there's stuff going on, but it's uh, it just takes time. Yes, so many aspects and angles to everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Next one, unrelated, but you can expect that as this is the other category. Uh, plans mm-hmm. to update stores drag values across the board, as well as flight models or flight model issues of older modules. Oh, yeah. Uh, older models modules will always get uh, attention if they need it. Uh, as new tech comes along, uh, we're doing some cool stuff in the the hind cockpit that I'd like to see on all of them. Uh, updated stores. I know the A10 had an issue, and we caught it and we got it fixed. Uh, I know that there's been other modules that had the same or similar issues that we're fixing. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's if we ever find a bug with an older module, we certainly want to fix it. Uh, how fast it gets fixed, just, again, it's hours in the day, manpower and all that. Uh, but yeah, we certainly want to make sure that our older stuff keeps up with our newer stuff for sure. Can, can you give us an idea of what this cool thing in the Heidenkoch, nope. Uh, Heidenkoch bit is? Nope, but it's super cool. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I got told on the week or on Friday, I think it was, to jump in the cockpit and, and check it out. And that's and it was the if first I, thing I noticed was this, and I, I won't say anymore. But if I hmm? if, if I say it, can you nod your head? I will most certainly <laughs> nod my head. Yes. No, I. I, I yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it. We're just. I think one of the best things we do right now is cockpits, and I think that. Um. And of course, I'm biased, but. Uh, any game out there, we make the best cockpits. Uh, and they're just getting better and better. Every time we put a new cockpit into the game, 
it's better. And the hind one is better. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd like to see some of the, that stuff flow back to the older modules and I'm sure it will, whether it takes a update to that cockpit or they can do it, uh, in smaller chunks. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are going to love the Hind cockpit. It's it's just a dream to be in. So, speaking of cockpits, there's a question uh, about plans to reissue the older helicopter models, namely Hue and Mi Eight, with updated cockpits like Black Shark or Eight and C. Yeah, I think the plan it's planned. I don't know the timeline, but as a, a multi crew came along, uh, I'm sure you guys have tried it. But in the gunner positions and stuff like that, the textures are kind of dated. Um, so it'd be nice to see all those updated at some point. I don't, I don't have a timeline. I know that we always want to keep our uh, 3D models and cockpits um, up there looking as good as they possibly can. Um, so eventually everything will be redone. I believe everything will be redone at some point. It just takes time. It's a lot of work to model a cockpit. Most of the time, they I think they start from scratch, so it, it takes it takes a lot of time. But yeah, I think we'll get there. Same with external models. So, all right. And so now a few questions about multiplayer. Just um, a bit different categories, but one is about um, in-game voice comms. How are they coming along? So is there any chance we might see this year a new iteration with radio sound effects, frequencies, etc., for the multiplayer? Yeah, I know that it's uh, active development. I don't know uh, when the new stuff will be coming out. I think the, the push right now is just 2.7 and getting that out, hopefully uh, as with li as little bumps as possible. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the voice chat stuff should be coming soon, I believe. Um, I'm looking forward to it too. It'd be nice to have one built in, um, but it's hard to compete right now with the third party one because, you know, they've been doing it for a while and they've done a really good job. So um, having one built in, would be nice, uh, but uh, it'll take a little bit of time to get there for sure. There's also a question about general radio functionality and radio signal propagation simulation in DCS. So what will be new ATC, uh, voice and game radio integration, unit group com data link simulation, etc., etc. So, is mm -hmm. things like that already planned or worked on? Um, well, obviously, the new ATC is coming. Uh, I don't. I don't know much about the rest of it. I know. Uh, I know that there's improvements on a lot of this stuff. Uh, the I know INS is, is needs to get some love, and I believe that's planned. I know that uh, Data Link will benefit from some of that stuff. So I I, I want to say that most of that will be looked at at some point, but I have no idea when or where. Um, but the, obviously, the new AT will, new ATC will probably open up avenues of other things to get looked at and addressed as well so and also there's another one on that would be a radio communications with our AWX, JSA, etc but that that's separate from atc but i guess that's also looked at at some point for the future yeah i, I would think i'm assuming right now it'll be separate um but I, I would have to believe that that would have to follow fairly close behind atc because it would be very jarring 
to go from a very complex version to a very you know simple AWAX. So I would I would think that that's you know on on the roadmap somewhere. But uh, again, I don't. I mean, all I know about right now is ATC. So all right, and then I think last no, I think we have covered everything from the comes basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one about multiplayer that uh, I think about every once in a while. Uh, do you guys have any plans to do? Um, I mean, a lot of my uh, gameplay for DCS is—I'd say it's like ninety-nine percent multiplayer. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I always have these thoughts, and I'm like, "Oh man, this would be so much better." But uh, mod management or or skin management for multiplayer servers—have you guys ever thought or discussed doing something where if I join a server and that server has these skins or these mods, then it would download it and install it on my machine so that I could play it rather than having to go find it and install it myself. Yes. Is it, is it in the right direction? I'm, like... I'm going I'm to leave it. There, but yeah. So we're, I mean, and that goes back to that, uh, that uh, question about uh, better supporting mods and, and things like that. Uh, you know, I was always, a, I was uh, involved with iRacing for a long time and they've had a really cool a third party skin management for a long time. And I think, uh, Maybe IL2 has something similar now. Um, I would love to see something like that for DCS yeah. for skins. But like even like and, Arma, same same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it would be cool. Uh, so it's been talked about. I don't know where it's at or what's going on. I'm not involved in that project, but uh, mm-hmm. I know that it's it's uh, it's on the minds of everyone because we understand that the the mod community is pretty strong and they do a lot of good work and it would be nice to support them. And we can't add all these skins and things to the game, the core game, because it's already, you know, getting so bloated. I mean, you know, now we're going to have two free maps where we're talking about the ability to choose which ones get installed and, and things like that. So all of that's being looked at as the core game itself increases, uh, continuing to support stuff like that, but keep the core size, you know, fairly reasonable. So. Let me come back. We talked about the AI in the beginning, so there was this comment about abysmal AI, which you 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 mentioned or you um, talked about. But the question is: I understand that this is also something pretty high on the agenda. Like, there's been lots of, at least for some of the campaigns, where you told your AI wingman to do something, the reply would be uh, unable RTB or something like that. So they, they not always yeah. what they told to do. <laughs> Yeah. So first, I mean, again, I'll address the the abysmal thing. I mean, uh, and when I was going over these with Nick, he was, he, you know, he felt the same that, you know, is it is it really abysmal? I mean, abysmal to me means that the AI in the game doesn't work at all. And that's just, I mean, I'm sorry, that's, that's just not the case. I would say in nine times out of 10, it's just frustrating to deal with. And that's part of the reason I only play multiplayer. Yeah. So So there's improvements that need to be made. Um, I honestly, with my testing with the damage wall and stuff, I've had some great fights with the AI. Um, do they always do everything you would expect them to? No. But we're working on the AI right now. Um, we're working on uh, behaviors and uh, how they react uh, to different things. Even, even if I, I think I believe it's in the game now. But if you sneak up on an AI and shoot them from behind. Uh, it might be only in World War II, but I, I'm not sure if it's in everything. But 
the AI will react differently each time. It will either react slowly or fast based on uh, skill level. It will make a jerking motion. It'll, you know, go left, go right, like it, it was actually spooked. It, it just feels a little bit more real. So we're, we're working on all this stuff, but it just takes time and you have to build. Uh, I mean, it's not just, you know, make the AI better. It's how does the AI work against this fighter versus that fighter or this fight style versus that fight style or you know you know the ai is low on ammo or low on fuel does it engage does it run you know there's so many variables to take into account so we have to build these variables and then we have to program them into the ai so we're going over all this stuff we're we're going to make the ai better than it is but, you know, in the same sense, and I've, I fly a lot of games, even now I will fly other games. I really don't think that our AI is as bad as people make it out to be. I, I, it can be frustrating. It can be frustrating, like you said, to make them do what you expect them to do every time. But, but you know, for a lot of the campaigns, and and I know, you know, you guys have the experience of this too. Uh, a lot of times in the campaigns, if you make them do what they're supposed to, you know, they work really well. They can do weird things, of course, but, uh, you know, it's all being improved for sure. I would say it's less, well, uh, I, again, multiplayer perspective, but when I do yeah. play single player, I, I think that maybe Nick's personal reaction and, and yours maybe as well. I don't know your gameplay style, but uh, I would assume that Nick plays uh, more World War II stuff because that seems to be mm -hmm. what he likes um, than modern stuff. But I do the opposite. So I play a lot of modern stuff and not very much World War II stuff. And from mm -hmm. my perspective is the AI always does the same crap and it does it in an unrealistic fashion in that mm -hmm. uh, the modern AI has incredible essay you can shoot a missile from behind them and they flare instantly even though no yeah. one would ever have been able to see that and there's no uh you know uh warning system that should have alerted them uh they notch perfectly uh even without seeing the, the missile they go into a notch before the missile should have even indicated that it was tracking to them they, there's all yeah. these little things you, you do some bfm with a modern airplane and all it does is go vertical and it goes vertical in ways you can't even in the same airplane uh, and I would, I personally think that's because the AI flight model is simplified and doesn't use all the same data that is provided in in the EFM stuff or the AFM. Or yeah, the it, it, it's it's less about the FM. It's more about just what the AI is capable of doing. And well, I, I guess I mean that from a flight model perspective because I've seen yeah. even in World War II, you can go vertical with a plane, and when they kick over to the apex of 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 the vertical flight and search transition they flip over like a movie scene and shoot you in the face yeah. like i have a clip yeah. of that and i've seen it happen so many times it's yeah. it, it's just things that you're 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 100 not able to do but now you have to fight an opponent that can do it all the time and yeah. that's i think that's the frustrating part um yeah for me, and, so. and i agree that there's times where the ai is too good and uh but making them not too good is is more difficult than it. Well, it's it a hard problem to solve. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not saying this should be an easy thing at all. I'm just saying yeah. this is the frustration, um, and it's why I don't play single player stuff. I I just yeah. can't 
I can't deal with it. Like I have a clip uh, on on YouTube where I was refueling. Um, uh, it's on Twitch, or whatever. But I was refueling, uh, playing the uh, DCS Liberation campaign, and I'm air to air refueling, and an F-15 came up behind me and tried to refuel while I was in the slot and just destroyed me. Well, obviously, it wasn't your turn, though. It was. It was. It's little things like that that make me think, like, what if... Uh, and I think I brought this up with Baltic when that happened. Uh, you know, how does he deal with that in, um, you know, his campaigns, if you're going to go to air, air refuel? And the answer was, we well, don't have the AI go do it at the same plane. And so, yeah, that's that's unfortunate that it has to work that way. No, but actually, again, I've... I found a way, and that's something interesting I want to point out, is that I, I completely stopped using the, let's say, stock wingman, so like uh, being part of your flight. Yeah. Because I found them to be useless. But then when I employ wingmen who are a separate flight, but I just use separate commands to command them uh, through F10 or whatever, they are fantastic. They really do what I wanted to do and will do what player wants them to do. They have less options to choose from, but it works. So the problem is not with the AI that is incapable of doing things it's just about probably how it's structured within the i don't know within the game and uh, that gives me hope that the, the stock ai wingman will also get better at some point yeah i mean things if, if you see something where where ai tries to refuel in the same spot you're refueling that's a that's a big bug and mm-hmm. i'm sure that we could get that addressed if that's brought up to me i have i personally not heard that before but i'll send you, you know that yeah, yeah, do it. That's fine. I'm, I mean, and I I'll, might have had some I'm, choice words against you guys in that instance, but I, yeah, well, <laughs> it was in know, passion. Yeah, it's, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're willing to look at that stuff. That, that sounds like the AI for some reason is just not seeing that there's somebody there, um, or it's just going about doing its thing and not, you know, disregarding that anyone else might be doing it. And that sounds like it's. I, I don't want to say uh, easy. I don't want to uh, put down the work that uh, Ilya, our, our AI guy, does. But it sounds like something that could be fixed for sure. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you know yeah. that something's not being checked and, and when I, it should be checked. So right. Yeah, and I think that we all, you know, this is what Jabber said: is like this is not easy. It's not you know, if it was easy, it would have already been done, right? And so yeah. I think it's yeah. encouraging. You know, I appreciate you know. You, uh, mentioning like, hey, this is this is a work in progress. This is you know, everybody has the best intention. So I think that's uh, I think that's really exciting. Um, when we yeah, the the AI I think is going to be cool. I mean, we've done some cool stuff with it already. The way the uh, fighters react to being jumped and and how bombers react and and things like that. I think there's some really cool stuff we can do. It's always going to be a balance of uh, how much uh, processor uh, power we want to use and. And, and how much benefit it adds. But yeah, things like uh, AI refueling on top of you, I mean, that's that's just simply a bug. Mm-hmm. And and if that's passed along to the right channels, that, that will get reported and fixed. Um, I mean, that's, that's almost a, a blocker as far as I'm concerned, because if you're refueling with a wingman and he just decides to refuel in your, your hind end, that's, that's no good. So, right. Um, yeah. So yeah, get, get me, get me that information and I can get it looked at for sure. But uh, sure. yeah, I mean, AI is important to us. Uh, we think our AI is decent. We think our AI needs work and we are working on it um, and it will get better and it will be more uh, exciting and fun to play against. And uh, you know, 
that's where we all want to get to eventually. Uh, two more questions from this group uh, to, to close it. Uh, one I really like is, what's the future that uh, you like and you think most DCS users don't know about? Ha, that was, uh, I, I, I banged my head about this one for a lot because I don't, I don't, I, I honestly believe that a, a lot of the community probably has done a deeper dive on DS than DCS than even I have. Uh, they probably have found things out that even I don't know about that you can do with. I mean, you can see it with the scripting engines and stuff like that. I think the biggest thing I'd like to get out there, and maybe it's not so unknown or secret, is is honestly all the community that we have, the, the different communities we have from Hoggett to our content creators to podcasts like these to Discord. I mean, there's I'm, I'm on uh, so many Discords. Our community is so big and so diverse, and there's something for everybody. I really think that that doesn't get uh, explained. I mean, I, I don't see too many other games that have such a diverse, interesting community as we do, considering how small we are. I mean, obviously, the big first-person shooters will have millions of people doing stuff, but for such a niche little game that we have, I think our community and, and how big it is and how many different aspects it has is really undersold a lot of times. I think, I think that it, it's one of our biggest uh, shining points of, of what DCS world is. And it, it makes the game that much funner. It makes it more enjoyable. It makes it easier to get into, um, so I mean, maybe that's a bit of a cop out, but uh, that's 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 what I like to continue to push whenever I talk about DCS. Is is we have such a great community? Um, it's it's very supportive. So, just a quick question, and again, you may not have an answer for this. Is there a standard that you guys build to in terms of like we expect that the average person is going to have an i seven X Y Z? this amount of memory is there a stock build that you guys um try to target um i i know that we cover a number of different uh computers uh we have lower end we have high end yeah. we have mid-range i don't know uh and i think that's a tough thing with all flight simulators uh there's such a varied uh difference between the i mean there's guys that have the latest of the latest uh yep yeah. top of the line, best, best. And then there's guys that are still trying to nurse that, uh, you know, 780, you know, from years and years ago and try and keep that going and just don't have the resources to update it. So it's, it's always a balance to try and bring the newest, greatest yep. looking game, but not alienate all these people with lower end computers. Um, eventually things move forward and eventually we can't support older things, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tough balance to uh, to support it. So I don't think there's a target computer that we shoot for. Um, I think it's more of trying to keep the game from advancing too fast that it will alienate half our client base because they just can't upgrade fast enough. Yeah. No, and that and that makes sense. I was just curious because I know uh, in some of the work we do, it's we always have requirements that we'll be putting together, and we'll say, well, 
target this browser or this XYZ. Just curious. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that we do. I mean, where we have to, you know, we have to say, you look, you have to have this much memory to enjoy a sizable multiplayer mission. I mean, there's some things that just happen that we have to, we have to pin down and we try to do that in our specs as best we can. But uh, okay. I don't think that there's any uh, one uh, machine that we try or one level that we try to pinpoint. Okay. We try and keep everyone in the game as best we can. But coming back to what you said about the community, I think what, what's important here is that these are people with passion. I mean, this is not a game that you can jump in and play at any time you like. You need to invest a lot of time, energy, money to, to, to do it. And there's lots of, uh, in those years uh, I spent with DCS, I met lots of very, very interesting and great people. Uh, some of them are Good friends now and it's uh it's not something you would find in, in your average i know game that people play yeah for sure i mean that's that's the thing i mean it's it's important to know that uh if you're going to spend uh all this money on a decent computer you're going to go buy a decent control setup um and then you're going to invest in the game which you know it costs money as well that you don't want to come into a community and try and figure something else out and everyone's, you know, elitist and they don't talk to you or they, they dump on you. Uh, I, I think that we have a very welcoming community for the most part. And I think uh, that's a, a big, big thing when someone new comes in and we, we, uh, you know, open our arms to them Uh and, and there's something for everybody. There's something for every game style. There's something for those that don't have a lot of time. There's something for people that want to fly by the book. There's, you know, there's really something for everybody. And I think the, the community has really driven DCS forward as much as anything. I've heard that when, you, when you're telling a story, it's, it's a nice habit to kind of make a loop and come back to what you, with what you started. So we're back at community. So let's finish yeah. this off with community management questions. So it'll be more sure. personal, I guess. Um, and so first is how do you personally deal with the stress of being the link between the ED and the community? And this example here is the 256 and Viper Lounge as a, a challenging example for, quote, your mental health. Yeah, well, first I mute jabbers, and that makes me a lot healthier. So, <laughs> no, uh, you know what? There's always going to be uh, bumps in the road, and 2.56 was a bump. The Viper launch was a bump. We've had other bumps, um, and it, it goes back to what I talked about when I first became a moderator: is uh, do I want it to be uh, me versus you guys, or do I want it, it to be? Hey, I'm I'm in this with you guys, and and we need to to get this fixed, and that and that's the approach I take. Um, have you you know evolved, it, it's, have you evolved your approach over time? Have you evolved your? Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, and and there'll be plenty of people out there that'll be quick to tell you that that's the truth. That that I was, you know, there's some people that didn't like me in the past, and you know what I did I I did some stuff personally because. I'm a very sarcastic person. You can ask my wife that if you like. Um, I, I very snappy with comebacks, and sometimes I let those fire when I shouldn't have, and it wasn't appropriate. And I dug my own holes there. Um, so yeah, I've, I've changed my aspect. I've changed my look on it. You know, looking at I'm I'm one of you guys realistically, and I and I tell that to the team too. I say when I come to you 
with a problem that you don't think is important. I'm I'm bringing it to you because it is important to the users. It's, it is important to people out there. So, you know what what I say should be taking taken you know, as the voice of the community. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's dealing with. Uh, the team and and making them see and 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 Nick has helped out a lot with this is uh, making sure that my voice gets heard too that I'm you know that me and Scott are are speaking for the community and and uh, that things get conveyed so when there's a problem like the Viper or two point five six we can come back to them and say look this this was you know this was pretty rough we were you know full flak vests this weekend and we got we got hit pretty hard. Uh, we got to, you know, make sure that we don't do this again or make sure that we improve. And I, and I think we've improved from 2.56. Um, the, the Viper, you know, we still don't have, we haven't done any major early access yet to prove that we're, we fixed that. But I think that, you know, people will be happy with the hind and that. Um, I think they're happy with the, the P47, but you know, it's, it is world war two. So it's a little bit, little bit easier to uh do an early access with wearable shoe stuff so um not as many moving parts uh but yeah so as far as the stress goes it's it's all on me it's how i approach the community it's how i engage the community it's it's how i want to have people perceive me um if I want to be stressed out, then I can go be a jerk on Hogget or, or on Discord and get people pissed off at me and then I'll have, you know, lots of stress. Or I can go in and listen and and understand where people are coming from and and uh, try and help them out and, and be that voice. Do you, and, do, you uh, do you drink more now in responding to <laughs> <laughs> sleepless? No, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Sleep thing is a whole different thing, but that's not stress. That's uh, just because I don't know when to go to bed. So um, there's always one more thing to check out. So uh, there's a question here about how do you deal with people sending you messages in the middle of the night? But that's well, I just I just sleep through them, right? So yeah, when I when I'm not awake, I'm not awake. That's nice because Scott's in the UK, so he. He covers a little bit better, a different time than I do. So if someone sends me the message in the middle of the night, um, if I'm, if you mean in the evenings when I'm not supposed to be working, well, I just answer it if I have time, if I'm, if I'm available. Um, I, I do leave some messages sit for a bit if I'm, I'm not available, but I try and get back to everything when I can. Um, a lot of times overnight, I'll, you know, Scott will have gotten to it before I can anyways. So it's it's a nice coverage we have right now. So um, I, I, the messages aren't aren't too bad. Uh, I don't get a lot of. Uh, I shouldn't say I, shouldn't, I get a lot of messages, but uh, managing them is is not been too bad. Yeah, it's the choice of working with people from all around the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, I got you know, if I have a stat holiday one day, it, I mean, it means doesn't mean a lot because nobody else in the world has that stat holiday. So, uh, you know, I'm working when I can, where I can. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a, a matter of balancing it all out. And, uh, you know, sometimes I have to get up and walk away from the screen and just take a breath. And, uh, it's, it's really not that bad. Like I said, it's, it's my making, you know, how, 
how difficult do I want this job to be? And how difficult do I want it to be to deal with people and, you know, choosing the right answer, right? So. I also have a question, like a direct question from your, from other Canadian, from Chuck O, who I think he's done a lot to the community. Yes, very much. We all know. And the question is, I quote, uh, Chuck asks about Mossy. The Mossy, the mosquito? I know. That's what he said. And he said, you'll know what it's about. What is it? What does he want to know about? Because he asks me questions. He asks me questions all the time. And ah, what's right. It's a mosquito. The okay. So you answered about mosquito before. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. So we we've, we've answered that. We've answered that. Uh, the, I know that the World War Two guys are very excited for mosquito, and I know uh, Chuck is very excited about it too. And he's already starting to work on his uh, his guide right. for it. And I, I love Chuck's guides. I will reference Chuck's guides from time to time too because they're just they're just great. They're, they're easy to read and. They're they're graphical and I, I really like them. Uh, so yeah, it, Chuck's 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 great. Uh, he he asks lots of questions about World War II. He's excited about World War II, and it's you know it's it's great that we've got people like that that are excited, so excited about DCS that they do stuff on their own time to uh, to make it better. So yeah. Yeah, he's done an amazing job for, for the whole community. That's true. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right. I think th there's some other questions, but I think you've covered them already. Um, yeah. So one of the things I'll quote is, uh, I'll put it in the other, I don't know why, but thank you for your time and excellent community service. Well, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I appreciate, you know, people someone somewhere thinking it was interested enough to to talk to me and i and i appreciate the support that we get now i mean like i said it's it's uh it's been a big turnaround uh in the community how how we're perceived and how we get along with people and uh it, it's great and i i do think i have a lot of friends in the community now and um Yeah, it's, you know, we appreciate everything that everyone does, even if we don't always show it right away or, or to the degree that it needs to be. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate everything. Yeah, well, we, we definitely appreciate you coming on. That was uh, very interesting, uh, getting your point of view on everything. So we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure. You know, like I said, uh, I think... Uh, Uh, at first, we kind of turned this down because I, I honestly didn't think it would be interesting to anyone. Uh, so I'm glad that uh, you guys thought it was interesting. Uh, we'll see yeah, uh, see how everyone enjoys it. and uh, Maybe we'll do it again sometime for sure. J judging by the number of questions, uh, people definitely think it, it will yeah. be interesting. And it was. Yeah. This is one of the longer, yeah. this is one of the longer uh, podcasts. It, it is. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that um, you were able to answer a lot of those questions because when they started asking them, my initial in, intent or, or thought on this podcast was going to be like, let's, let's talk about you and your job and what you do. And then everybody was like, yeah. when's this coming out? When's this? I was like, yeah. And I said originally that I wouldn't touch development questions and well, half of it's development questions. And that's why I talked to Nick. I said, you know, you know, what can I talk about here and there? And, uh, Obviously, I can't talk about as much as as uh, Matt or, or Nick or Kate can talk about, but uh, you know, hopefully, I gave you guys enough to. I think to see. I think it was a lot yeah. of good stuff for sure. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, most of it's already out there and available. I mean, I think the biggest thing was the the external model on the Mosquito that's, you know, kind of been restarted. But uh, other well, than that, I forget mean, about yeah. that Hellcat mention. Heck yeah. yeah. The Hellcat. Nick loves the Hellcat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, yes. I, don't, I don't think I knew that Nick loved the Hellcat before this. So. There's some, uh, yes, uh, there's going to be some T-shirts. That, that will, yeah, that will be the catchphrase for a little while. But yeah, right. yeah. So the memes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank Great. you very much for your time, uh, and well, looking forward to see you again sometime uh, with some more questions from the community. And yeah, I love it. See you around. We'll be in touch. I'm sure. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Air Combat Sim. Don't forget to subscribe or tell a friend about it. You have a question, idea for an episode, or a special guest you'd like us to invite? Feel free to reach out on Facebook, Discord, or via email. Air Combat Sim was brought to you by BVR Productions.